We're breaking down high school basketball in Class AA, and joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, it is Paul Panesco, the voice for Montana Tech and Butte Athletics over at KBOW in Butte. Paul, it is great to chat with you once again, man, and hope you're doing well on this Wednesday. Hey, Anthony, I appreciate your time, man. It's good to talk to you, and uh, it's good to, good to talk sports if they happen. Well, exactly. And, you know, it's funny, Paul, you and I were just chatting off air. Um, just the fact that you and I, you've been calling games, obviously, for college and high school. I got my chance to call some high school basketball last week. But it just, if, for us, it just feels like for two hours that we get to call a game, and I'm sure for the kids it feels this way, from for the coaches as well, but it just kind of feels like two hours away from what reality is right now. You know, it, it does. You know, when you're able to uh, kind of get into your place, you know, and get all your gear set up and the kids are warming up and the officials are doing their thing. It, we, you know, my, my partner, John Thatcher, and I joke that it's it's that, you know, you, when, when you sit down and do a game, it feels like a win. You know, when we get to that point where the kids are actually able to, you know, get on a bus and come here or go or whatever the case is, when you actually get a game started, it feels like a win and it feels like a little bit of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that, I, I personally am incredibly thankful. Another interesting aspect, Paul, is, and I've just seen some of our Big Sky Conference colleagues have to do this, where it's like they set up this entire elaborate setup in their house and calling a game on a, off of a TV screen. That just seems weird to me not to be able to be in the gym. I understand why they're doing it completely, but just your yeah. thoughts. If you had to call a game off a screen. You know, I am I am a person um, that I, I want to do everything as far as calling games go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I think that would be, I think it would present an incredible challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I would be really bad at it, um, <laughs> but I, uh, I, yeah, I think it would be very interesting. Cause I was, you know, for, I'm a big hockey guy. So today's a big day for me because the NHL starts today and life as we know it is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, watching the playoffs last year, as they came to a close and those guys calling games, you know, from, from, again, from their basement, you know, that kind of thing would be really interesting to me. And the, it would be funny. You, you would owe your soul to the cameraman, you know, to make sure that the cameraman, uh, camera individuals are, are, you know, on the action and doing a nice job. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's going to make everybody look a little silly. So I, I would certainly like to try, but boy, I think it would be awful, awful hard. What do you, I mean, where are you at? I, I'm kind of feeling the same way. I mean, I could do it, but I feel like it'd be really bad. I'd do a really bad job, and you're right. I'd have to thank the camera people, but it would just be so tough just to, again, you kind of get a sense when you're painting that picture. You get a sense of the atmosphere that helps paint that picture a little bit. It just seems so weird, and at the same time, how are you matching up? Because if you always know that everything live is, and then when it's on TV, is at least a half-second delay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of good there. That'd give me something else to worry about. Thanks, Anthony. That'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, I would be so puckered over that, you know, going, hey, man, you're like a second and a half behind. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's funny. I do envy those guys and I don't envy those people at all because I would love to do it, but boy, I would be, yeah, I think I'd be awful. <laughs> Paul, since you talked about the NHL getting underweight tonight, I got to ask one of the legendary voices, Doc Emmerich, not being on the call for hockey. I, I love listening to Doc uh, and I can't say that I'm a strong hockey fan, but the fact that he's not calling games, I know he's retired. He's definitely earned it. But it is going to be kind of it, I don't want to say weird because Kenny Albert I think will do a good job, but I'll miss Doc. Yes, I Doc Emmerich is my hero. I, I think, and he's one of those guys that you know, you as a play-by-play guy, you, me as a play-by-play guy, um, you go out and you find those people that you like and you kind of emulate. You know, I I, I love Doc for what he did uh, because of he was always positive. He was never ever negative, and and that's the 
that's the realm I try and live in. You know, mm-hmm. that when, when you're calling a game, I, I don't care. If, if, if there's no place to ever say anything bad about a high school kid, ever, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And even in college, I don't like to. I, I don't like to do it because, you know, they're still kids, man. You know, you're dealing with 19, 20, 21 year They're still kids, in my opinion. Um, and Doc was the king of never being negative. He was incredibly sharp and fast and really great with the game, which you have to be in hockey. Um, yeah, Doc is, in my opinion, the best to ever do it. Uh, and, and that's saying a lot. I mean, there are some incredible ones out there. But, yeah, I, Doc Emmerich is, is the absolute top of the food chain for me. Right now we are with Paul Panesco from KBOW in Butte, who is also the voice for Montana Tech and Butte Athletics. And, uh, Paul, let's talk about that. Um, obviously some uh, news today where the games for the girls' basketball teams for between Butte and Kalispell aren't going on. What's the latest that you can tell us about that? You know, all I know is that the the girls' team, the JV and varsity, are not playing. Um, You know, the the freshman, sophomore will be hosting Flathead still at this point, it looks like, Saturday. Um, But uh, the JV varsity are not playing. Uh, The games against Glacier tomorrow night and the games against Flathead on Saturday for JV varsity have been canceled. Um, You know, and some of those dates are starting to get thrown around a little bit. It looks like Glacier will come back around next Saturday. But uh, it does look like, I don't know if there's, there's, uh, it, I don't know, you know, it, mm-hmm. it'd be a complete guess on my part at this point, whether it's close contact or someone with or not, I, that I don't know details of, mm-hmm. but I just know that, you know, the Butte High girls, uh, JV varsity canceled tomorrow and Saturday. What about the boys? Is that still a go? Everything I have is still a go. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's the one thing I have seen is everything on the boys side is still a go. So um, you know, for tomorrow and Saturday, it looks like that side of the coin anyway is is still rolling forward. Paul, uh, looking at these teams individually now, uh, the, I look at the boys and let's start with them. Uh, with obviously so many pieces coming back, so many good players. This looks like a really exciting team, a team that made the state tournament uh, last season. Uh, obviously, getting a healthy Billy Kelly back is going to be huge for them. Having a, a sharpshooter like Dracos, having the big men like Stenson and Olsen. How much fun is this team? How, how what, what excites you about this team uh, right now for the Butte boys? You know, I, I think you hit all the keys. Uh, you know, I, I, the big one is Billy Kelly back. Um, you know, Tommy Malott ran the point last year and did an incredible job. Uh, Billy Kelly being healthy, you know, after the injury he suffered last year and missed basically the entirety of the regular season was out. Uh, getting him back around on the point, he's incredibly fast. And he's one of those kids that you watch play and you're like, man, you're smart. Like, he just has that high IQ on the court, uh, really runs the offense well. And, and you know, it's funny, we had, we had the coach on. Uh, you know, our, our local program last week, and he was talking about Blake Dracos, and he's telling, you know, kind of eyeballing Dracos going, you need to score. you need, And to do that, you need to shoot. And, you know, Dracos has started to shoot the ball a lot more than he did a, a year ago. You know, he was kind of one of those players that when he did shoot, he was very deadly, but he was looking for the pass first. Uh, this year, he's looking to shoot a lot quicker uh, and therefore getting a lot more shots up and scoring a lot more. And then, uh, you know, you, you look at the block, obviously, it all goes through Jake Olson. You know, at six foot eight, he's been playing outstanding. And uh, Cooper Klobuchar coming off the bench behind him has played really well. Uh, this team does really kind of feel like they're set to run and, and play awful well. Kale Stenson playing well. They, they, they're fun, and, and they're a team that um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, continuing this season with. Like you said, they make a great run at the state tournament a year ago. And, uh, you know, there there's some expectations and some some awfully good talent for this Butte High team this year. Paul, the interesting thing about it is, and I know we've only had about uh, three games, it seems, maybe four games for the boys' side of Class AA basketball, but when I look at the Western AA Conference, one through eight, 
It looks like it is going to be, and I know we say it's tough all the time, but I think this conference yeah. is really tough because Big Sky's improved. Helena's defense is always there. Uh, the one yeah. through eight, this conference looks really, really tough this year. Yeah, and, and, and I'm with you. I, I always find myself saying that too, and you feel like such a broken record because you're like, man, this year it's going to be good. But I mean, it always is. You know, you look at, uh, you know, I look at a team like Capital from a year ago where Capital, you know, graduates everybody. You know, mm-hmm. they were so good, and they bring back Cook, who is just, exceptional but you know they bring back all these young kids and you have no idea what to expect and then you sit and realize you're like well they're always incredibly well coached they're going to play defense like as good as anybody in the in the conference uh, and that kind of goes for each of those teams I, i'm with you i think you know you're you're gonna have to you have to win at home yeah i mean that's the key you have to win at home you have to try and get you know as many games on the road as you can uh, and and you'll have a shot in the Western Double A, but I'm with you. I, I think uh, from what I've seen so far and what to expect out of some teams, um, yeah, I think the Western Double A is going to be murderer's row this year. The girls don't get any easier either, uh, but the Butte Lady Bulldogs, Mackenzie Tuddy, picking up right where she left off, a great score for the Lady Bulldogs. What excites you about this team? You know, they're fast. They're fun to watch. You know, they. Uh, I, I I'm a big fan of Maury Cook as a head coach. He's one of those guys. Truly, he's one of my favorite coaches in that, you know, when, when he picked up a couple of teams that weren't very good, that just worked their tail off, but they just weren't getting wins, you know, even if, they're, if they were losing to teams, you know, honestly, badly, he was still calling timeouts, he was still coaching at that point, and now that he has a team that's kind of on the other side of that spectrum where they're getting some nice wins, playing good basketball, he is still coaching the last minute of the contest. And that's something I love about the guy. I mean, he just always is coaching. He's always looking to improve. Uh, and this team is, if, if when you see them, they're fun because they are fast. You know, you look at, uh, you talked about Mackenzie Tuddy. I, I think Cody Hoagland is a junior, is a huge part of this team, running the point. She gets up and down the floor. She's so good defensively, really makes good stops, good decisions. Uh, and then you have, you know, the other Olsen. You have Ashley Olsen in the block, the junior. Uh, it's uh, Jake's sister. She's 6'3 in the block. She is going to make a huge impact. She's had a couple of big games. But then from there, you've got a workhorse and McCall McCarthy, uh, you know, and, and then just kind of across the board. You bring Tyler Clary off the bench, Maddie Skeel off the bench, workhorses, great speed, good ball handling skills. Yeah, this team is going to put a lot of pressure on teams. They're going to they're gonna try and, uh, you know, set the trap. They're going to try and press a lot, try and get turnovers and, and convert on the other side. They're just, you know, for, for – if you're into like me, I'm a, I'm an NHL fan, so therefore I like things at a really high pace. You know, I, I I'm a little bit ADHD. This Butte girls team is fun because they just go at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, really interesting to see what happens when they, we do get that makeup game between the Bravettes and the Lady yeah. Bulldogs here in a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, Paul, uh, let me get your thoughts on the Western Double Conference on the girls' side as well. I know Capital, Hellgate, they seem to be the two teams that are going to be at the top. They're, they're, they're just really good. they got great players there. So that's why, for me, yeah. when I look at this Western Double A, I look at the matchups. It's you know the, the matchups between Butte Sentinel and Flathead and Glacier uh, and Helena. And I look at those are going to be the battles that are going to decide, I think, potentially those final two home playoff seeds. Uh, what do you think about that? I, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm with you. I, I think, you know, from what we've seen, obviously, out of Helena, what we've seen, what we expect out of Hellgate. You know, I, I haven't seen Hellgate, mm-hmm. uh, but boy, they just, you know, you look at the youth that they've had now the last two years and, and they return basically everybody. Um, you know, they, they're one of those teams that you're like, well, they have to be. You know, the expectations on them are probably pretty heavy uh, with, with how good they have been. Uh, but no, I'm completely with you. I, I think there is going to be a great battle for that number three and that number four spot. And even, you know, those three and four spots are might, you know, with some good hard work and, and a good solid 48 minutes, they might hang a loss in the, the uh, loss column of a, of a Sentinel or a Helena just with 
the constant pressure that's there, the, the great play that's there. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it does feel like those two teams have separated themselves and, and we are going to see some awfully good battles uh, for, for that three and four spot in the Western double A. And again, I mean, it, when it all boils down to it, we'll see what happens. I, I think, you know, we, we've only seen a couple games thus far and I don't think any team really has an idea what their potential is. And uh, we could see a, a drastic change here over the next couple of weeks moving forward. Couldn't agree more. Paul Panesco, our guest, who is the voice of Montana Tech and Butte Athletics. We'll talk Frontier Conference basketball and football with Paul next here on the Knock On Sports. It's good to know some things never change, no matter what's going on in the world. Like the satisfying sound of snow crunching under your boots. Or how every family seems to have their own secret huckleberry picking spots. Or how there's always room for a little more meat in your freezer, no matter how many hunting trips you go on. One other thing that will never change? Whitefish Credit Union's commitment to you. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. Time to talk some college sports in the Frontier Conference, and we are doing that with Paul Panesco, voice of Montana Tech and Butte Athletics over there at KBOW in Butte. Uh, Paul, you've had a chance to call some games for Frontier Conference. Uh, the men, they sit 5-4 and four overall, I believe, and 5-2 and two in conference. What have you thought about uh, Montana Tech's men's basketball team? They're good. <laughs> you know, they, they're, they're, they're sitting with a big injury right now. Taylor England hasn't played in the last four or five games. And, you know, last year, I mean, he's, he's, he's an All-American kind of guy. You know, averages, uh, you know, came into his injury averaging about 20 points a game, 11-12 rebounds a game. He's been out now for... Uh, four or five games and it, it puts him in a little bit of hole in the post you know he's he's one of those undersized posts that plays so hard and so strong uh but gosh tech has just has responded awfully well you know you got a guy like Sindu Diallo um that he, he's one of those highlight real kind of guys you know he, he just scored 35 points again the other night the second time this year he's done it uh the third time in the two years he's been at Montana Tech he's done it um but they're they're you know, with Adam Hyatt, you're going to play defense or you're not going to play at all. And they're really led defensively. Darius Collins is just a machine. Uh, you know, the young man out of Missoula. And then, you know, a lot of guys that come in, you know, Drew Hughes, obviously a kid that everybody in Montana knows by now, that whole Hughes family and what they have done. And he's so good coming in and playing. And yeah, the, the tech men are, are incredibly good. And, you know, there, there's a very distinct line on the men's side, in my opinion, right now, where you have the University of Providence and Montana Tech, and then there's honestly a drop-off. I, I think those two teams are uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the Frontier Conference on the men's side right now, um, and, and that's probably blackboard material for a couple teams, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that's, that's kind of where it's at. I, I think you know University of Providence with Darko Kelly, he's one of those guys that if you've never seen play, go watch him. Watch him on the stream. He is he's just special, man. He got robbed of the National Player of the Year award last year. I mean, it was it was Bonnie and Clyde kind of robbery, and, and he should have won that thing. And he is just, he's special. Sindu Diallo is special. Um, it, it's, this is a fun season as of right now. What's the schedule been like? Because I know they've had to make adjustments, obviously, because of COVID. So how, what's the schedule been like for the Frontier? <laughs> Last week was a little ugly. Um, <laughs> so for, for Montana Tech, uh, Providence was in town on Monday and Tuesday of last week uh, for doubleheaders. So the women played at, man, at five, the men played at seven. Uh, Providence won both of those in close games, and therefore, again, Providence is undefeated on the men's side. They're incredibly good. So Tech played Monday, Tuesday, and then turned around and played Saturday and Sunday. So they had doubleheaders on Saturday, doubleheaders on Sunday with Rocky Mountain College. 
Uh, and, and the Saturday, Sunday is kind of the norm moving forward. Every team will play at five o'clock and seven o'clock women at five minutes, seven on Saturdays, and then they'll play matinees on Sundays at two and at four. Uh, and then from there with, with, you know, the, with COVID before we got into the new year, there will be a smattering of Monday, Tuesday games, possibly Wednesday games as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, you look at tech with four games last week and there were other schools as well that played four games. Uh, and more, you know, in the span of, uh, you know, five or six days, it was, it was a little hectic, but uh, again, it's, you, you kind of celebrate the idea that games were able to be played, to be honest. No, absolutely. And, and with that too, Paul, Frontier Conference football, not that far away from getting started. Uh, what do you think about that? Or have you even thought about it at that point? Because I know you got just trying to get two teams in Butte and Montana Tech uh, basketball games. You're going to get football here pretty soon too. I, you know, I'm I'm very superstitious. Um, okay. And I would assume that you are you. I would assume if you're around sports, you've got to be superstitious. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm like if you're not, man, I'm not sure we can be friends. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm 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 really bonkers superstitious. So like as I go up to the tech campus, I'm up there quite a bit, and I I keep looking at the football field, and they've kept it clean. You know, it, it's it's there's no snow on it. It's ready to roll. Um, and and the first, you know, they've, there's been meetings. The teams have gotten together as far as football meetings have gone. Um, and the, the February 1st is the scheduled start day of practice. So I keep looking at the field because that's, that'll be the impetus of if, if it's moving forward or not, you know, if snow builds up on the field, then we're done. Okay. Uh, but if, if they continue to keep it clear, then we're okay because that means they're going to practice on it and, and life is good. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I want to be optimistic some days and I mm-hmm. hope it's going to happen. And then you kind of get on the other side of the coin and start to realize that, man, that's hard. You know, I, there are so many good arguments on both sides where, you know, the seniors deserve something. And, mm-hmm. and I firmly believe that seniors deserve something. But on the other hand, if you run a schedule uh, and you're done, you know, in, in May, well, then guess what? You turn around and you're back, you know, in like six weeks. And, you know, what if you lose a key player in that span? You know, what, what if you, and I'm not saying tech or anything. What if what if any team in the conference loses the quarterback to an ACL in you know late February? Well, guess what? You lose him for this season and next season. Um, you know that those those are hard discussions to have. Oh yeah. Um, and and yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a football loyalist and I'm a Frontier Conference fanatic. But they, I mean, they, yeah, there there are so many good arguments on both sides of it that I can kind of go, yeah, man, that makes complete sense. Um, but it, yeah, February first is the day, Anthony. Mm-hmm. I I want to see football, but man, I, I mean, I just don't know. I mean, do you have any? I mean, you're obviously there as well. I mean, you're you're tied to Coach Sampson. You're you've been uh, uh, with the Tech thing. What what are you feeling? I mean, you are, do you think we'll see a football season at this point? I mean, I feel like the Frontier is more likely than the Big Sky Conference. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of taking this approach. I feel like it's kind of like what you said, like. I'm taking small hints that, okay, if we get there, I kind of agree with you. I feel like I wish maybe they just shorten the season or maybe we just see teams like, you know, okay, we'll play three games in and then, you know, maybe they'll just say, all right, we're, we're done. Um, I am skeptical at this point because, like I said, it's just so tough because of, of all the things that you mentioned as well. But I am optimistic. I hope the seniors get some kind of games, get something out of it. Um, but at this point, I'm just kind of like, you know what? When I see a game played and when I hear, okay, the kickoffs of that this time, then I'm, yeah. I'm behind it. Yeah, I, I you know, and it's funny because I, I didn't even think about it. I was talking to a friend the other day about um, if the Big Sky cancels, if if the Cats and the Grizz say, yep, you know, we, we'd love to, but you know what, we're, we're not going to for X reasons, doesn't matter what it is. I think that will really dictate what the 
you know, the state schools and the Frontier Conference do. And, mm-hmm. and that's something I hadn't even really thought about. You know, if the Cats and the Grizz say, hey, we're, we're done, we're, we're, you know, we're going to fold up shop, we're just going to get ready for spring as normal and prepare for, you know, 2021, you know, normal football season, if you will, um, I think that will dictate what the non-private schools do, you know, your, your tech, your Western, your Northern, um, what, what they will do in the spring as well. Now, do I know that as factual? Nope, not a bit. I, I, uh, I don't have any, I wish I had some sort of insider information, but I don't think anybody does at this point. I, I wouldn't even, even try and guess how many frontier football schedules have been written mm-hmm. between, you know, June of last year. And even today, you know, I, I bet you there have been, I bet you there's been a handful that have been written this year already, you oh, know, yeah. from, from the, the last week of, you know, whether, you know, cause you have to deal with the Oregon schools. Well, right now the Oregon schools aren't doing anything, you know, there's no basketball, there's no nothing going on. So um, we have to deal with them. Well, what about the College of Idaho? Well, Idaho's a little bit better off, but do they get included or not? Are we all a Montana school? Are we all, you know, are the private schools going to jump in? Are we going to see Carol and Rocky do it? You know, I mean, I, there's so many different questions about a public institution and state budgets as opposed to a private institution and their budgets. Um, but, you know, th- those kind of things that I, I wouldn't even hazard a guess on or even know how they work, to be completely honest. Yeah, it's definitely a complex situation, uh, uh, to say yeah. the least. Uh, Paul Panesco joining us right now. Paul, my final question for you. Coach Sampson released uh, Montana Tech's uh, jersey combinations, and I like that aspect. I love seeing uh, the yeah. different combinations they have. So i got to ask, what's your favorite combination? All right, so um, I am I am a, a Tech loyalist. Um, I, I have been lucky enough to be around them for like 25 years. I am a, I am a huge fan of the copper. I, I, anytime you can roll copper into a jersey, I am ecstatic. Uh, the years where copper wasn't around, I was I was not a happy camper. Okay. So I am a big fan of of the copper jerseys. You know, I mean, of, of the burnt orange, if you will, kind of the Texas orange. Mm-hmm. Um, I any anything with orange, man, I am a fan of. I don't know why. I'm a big fan of Montana Tech and copper. I think copper has to be there. So any of the orange combinations, I think, are thumbs up, brother. <laughs> I was going to say my favorite was the copper and the black pants combination with that helmet. I thought that would be yep. a sick look. Yep. I, I love the silver helmets. I like the, the, uh, uh, you know, the pick and the hammer cross. I, I think that's wonderful. And yeah, I don't know why, man. I, I don't, I, I just think the orange is there. Maybe it's because black is so prevalent now, mm-hmm. you know, there for a while, black is a Jersey color, wasn't around a whole lot. So that was kind of the, the go-to for a while, but man, I, I like the copper. I think it's, I think it's really hot. I think it's a huge part of tech's history and yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's there. Paul Panesco, our featured guest, joining us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. He is the voice for Montana Tech and Butte Athletics for KBOW in Butte. Paul, really appreciate the time. Always fun to chat with you, man. And I hope I get to see you at some point soon on the basketball trail. Yeah, completely agree, Anthony. It's great to talk to you. Um, and, you know, I always appreciate the time. I mean, I, I, I can sit and talk high school sports and college sports till the, everybody's bored to tears. So I'm, I'm good to go, man. Thank you.